Like, I think the first person I saw post, like, keep dating was a a, a woman. Like, explore your options until I, until I, the same thing, until I made that decision. You know, if I meet you today and all of a sudden I met you today, I'm 40 years old, and all of a sudden I'm supposed to kick every chick out and I'm, I'm messing with aside because I met you today? No, let's see what this goes because I can meet you today, hate you tomorrow, and I done, I done lost my statement. What up, what up, what up, what up? It's Three Brothers No Sense. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg. Join my co-host, Buff and Rozzy. Fellas, welcome back. Tell them what's on your mind. Uh, I just want to send a shout out to the to the nosy listeners. We we appreciate y'all. <laughs> nah, for real, man. We like, we're recording on a Tuesday and the, uh, the Capitol is falling. The episode has only been out two days. And it's already about to catch last week's episode in number of listens. So uh, I just appreciate people tuning in just to hear our point of view on it. It's a huge story that doesn't seem like it's going to go away for a long time. That's it's. <laughs> I remember when Kobe passed away last year, I thought it was going to be tough to top that. So I'm not going to say that this isn't going to be topped in 2021, but it's, it's really hard to imagine right now, but we'll see. But I also want to talk about Fur. Did you see Rozzy had called me a hotel a couple of weeks ago? When I oh, had, I didn't see that. Yeah, when I, <laughs> I gave my critique of Soul, which is a great movie, by the way. That's like, let me make that clear. Soul is a great, great movie. But I do have an issue with Disney sometimes when they have a black lead character in animation that they have to disappear for a length of the movie. So Princess and the Frog, she's a damn frog. Most of the movie. Soul is an hour and a half movie. 39 of those minutes, he's a, a little blue thing. So that was it. And he's still never really him until the end. Yeah. Right. Cause he and see, I even I even I gave them that because like he's a cat, but at least his black character, even though it's possessed by a white person. <laughs> But at least he's on screen. (laughs) Well, she wasn't a white person. It was a white voice. But like she explained, (laughs) she can use his voice if she wants to. (laughs) Then why did she choose to use a black voice, Rosie? I don't know. It just she said it was annoying. She actually said this voice is the most annoying voice I can think of. And I like that. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's funny. I forgot that part. <laughs> but no, Soul is a great, great movie. If you haven't watched, even if you don't have kids, you should watch it. It's it's a really good movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had, we had a debate about that a few weeks ago um, with the, with our, one of our COVID couples, and they really enjoyed the movie, but they didn't think it was a good kids movie, and they didn't do justice to the point where that's something that your kids are going to wa- watch. Consistently, they're not going to want to uh, hold on to that character. There's not a memorable Moana or Tiana, Tiana, or you know, all those you know Disney princess type movies where you have this one iconic character where they want to be that person for Halloween. You know, we were talking about our daughters wanting to be um, Elsa from Frozen, 
for Halloween. It's like, well, you're not going to you can dress up like else, but you're not about to, about to put this blonde um, uh, ponytail in your hair. It's like you don't have they had an opportunity to do something like that. And they never make it quite. Or it's not enough representation. And that was a whole nother conversation because I think my my take on it was similar to my take before. I think Byron um, kind of persuaded me when I was talking about why would the Republican Party change? S- similar suggestion or thought process like, why go full-fledged black movie like that? Because they want to say, like, do a do a black bro- version of Frozen, and then that was that was a whole other rabbit hole. So you want this black chick in the Frozen Tundra type thing? And then that was a whole other conversation, but... Were y'all high? I feel like y'all were high. No. <laughs> this conversation. No. no, why would you think we were high? Yeah, I'm saying, like, parents... that, it sounds like a high conversation. <laughs> no. <I'm not> saying. <laughs> no, because it, it really came from, they asked have we watched it, and we're like, no, we plan on watching it. And they were just like, I liked it. My their daughter wasn't as into it as they would want her to be, but she'll watch Frozen and all this. And it's like you had what, this opportunity it, what, to make was, it. Was 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 Soul that though? Like what was Soul marketed towards them, or was it marketed for a a family movie that everybody could watch? But I I felt like it was more directed towards older kids. You know, that probably aren't going to dress up, but are like, yeah, I'll, I'll throw soul on because like my kids have watched it a couple times already. They like it. Um, the My biggest critique of it is how it kind of treated the beyond. Um, you know, the religious aspect of it was kind of. It, well, it was really lacking. They tried to make it very open-ended. Um, and for your religious people, that's going to be an issue. You know, heaven looked like a bug zapper type thing. So that was kind of the critique I've heard from kind of the, the hyper-religious folks. Well, I'm not what? here to do. Oh, what? Well, I'm, sorry, I'm not going to sit there and debate you about soul. I just, that's that could be a whole other episode. I know it could, it could. Um, for me, man, it, it's just talking about animation going to live action. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen Lupin on Netflix. Um, it is hot, like it, it's awesome. Uh, if you like murder mystery, like Ocean's Thirteen, you know, uh, kind of the heist movie type thing, um, that's what it's about. So Lupin, uh, I can't remember the, the last name, but he's a famous French cat burglar. And so what they do is they have kind of a, a fresh take on it, a new take on the famous cat burglar thing, but it's a black lead in it. Uh, he's the first French series black lead. It is in French. They have an English dub on top of it. But um, like I watched it in French because I just can't I don't like dubs that don't really go with the, the words. It it, it reminds me of the old like uh, Kung Fu movies where they were mo- like their mouths are moving, but then words are coming out in English. So I actually read it in sub. Um, but, you know, I'm used to doing that from anime. So but if you if you like kind of murder mystery um, dramas, heist movies, anything like that, you'll love the series. It's awesome. So go check it out. I think it's only like five episodes long, uh, but it's really, really good. And for the anime lovers out there, um, that time I got reincarnated as a slime is coming back for season two. It is uh, one of the best animes out right now. It's awesome. So check that out if you want to jump into some anime. Yes, the, the title is that long. It's that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Yeah. 
Why y'all gotta be silent, man? See, I gotta, I gotta like fill this dead space. Well, well, I was like, I was, <laughs> you know, Ferg is gathering himself, so you know. <laughs> but Ferg, you like anime, so yeah. But he be finding the off the wall, just like I'm, like I'm like the fast food of anime. You know, like I like the the big titles. You like the chain restaurants. Yeah, like you know, like oh, you want Chinese? Yeah, go pick up me some uh, Panda Express. Like I'm like Panda Express of anime. So you know, I'll do. I started watching Seven Seven Deadly Sins a, a, a few weeks ago. Um, trying to get into it. There's a lot going on in there, but yeah. you know, yeah, I do Inuyasha and stuff like that. But you. Man, I'm telling you, like, you know, it, it has a long name. It sounds weird, but it actually is one of like the but, really good new animes out there. Uh, but um, you watch like up volleyball, there with, like, Demon Slayer. Anime. You watch like volleyball anime, bro. And... Haikyuu is actually really good, man. Look, <laughs> <laughs> I need to be. I need mindset in like rural Japan. Like, I need to. I need to feel anime ish. You know, uh, gotcha, gotcha. I need to be in a. You just, you know, even there's one that that's the craziest one I saw is like an anime cooking contest. It's almost like uh, was it not oh, top? Food wars, food wars goes man. Food wars goes on. <sighs> just tell me, yeah. Um, what <laughs> I will say is, I have realized that we have our own version of Trump supporters. Our far, our far left hoteps, to me, with their the, the, their delivery and their passion on how they, I'll use the word debate their points, is so on par on how far right Trump supporters view their points. And I, I it, just, it was recently, it was highlighted within the last few days, and it's just amazing. Like it's, it's just, I see how, I see how people are still friends with Trump supporters. You know, I see how they're just they, they probably just shake their heads and keep on going because they're just like, well, that's just how he is or how she is. Um. It was just very eye-opening the last few days, but it's crazy. Um, once again, I am happy to be here. I'm happy that you're safe, Buff. How are you doing, man? Uh, you had today off? Yeah, finally. Oh, finally. And, and, and timely, because we just got the message that no more days off. They were trying to give everybody a day off before uh, Sunday, which will be yesterday by the time y'all hit this episode, but uh, due to certain reports of certain things that are supposed to be happening, they feel like they can't afford any more off days. So, how, yeah, how do you? Aren't they, haven't they taken over the or they're marching on the um, Texas state courthouse now? Or yeah, I, I, I saw that a few hours ago, but I don't know what became of that. And you know, uh, Austin, their Capitol building, they don't have any laws against people carrying weapons there, so you can bring your tool. So what is the latest update? How is the what are the sentiments around the Capitol? Like, is there a different 
I do believe in energy. Is there a different energy there? Like, is it just you walk in and just is it heavy? It is heavy. It's heavy. Um, nearly everybody has, at least to our face, expressed support. Um, yeah, just, just they pretty much what you're doing, just seeing how we're doing. They realize, you know, we lost. We actually, so I didn't mention this on the last episode. We actually lost three guys. We lost one guy before the riots, but he was a very, very young, young man. And we lost him to colon cancer. So it's that. And then right after that, Wednesday happens. And then the next day we find out we lost one. And then two days after that, another one took his life. So we've lost pretty much three in the span of 10 days dealing with the, you know, the criticism and what everybody has to say on what happened. So and then just being worked like I worked 21 hours. I worked 21 hours that Wednesday. But when you think about what time I had to be up, commute time to get there, commute time to get back, I actually was up a little over 24 hours. So um, we just, you know, we're pushing through, man. We stand strong. But we're definitely, I would say the good thing is, from what I see, we're more united than ever before. Like you talked about Trump supporters. I have a, a a Trump supporter. I have a few Trump supporters on my section. Hasn't even coming up. <laughs> Hasn't even came up. Like we are literally just seeing how one another are doing, and just being united as we possibly can be, which is what I think we need anyway. So, yes, it's heavy. Uh, some of us are not doing so good. A lot of us are doing okay. Me personally, man, I'm 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 good. I'm good. Um, I just want to get through this week and next week and hopefully get to some normalcy. And that's my biggest fear. Like um, out of the group, I think I'm the biggest. I don't trust these new ninjas over there. (laughs) And I still have a and I've been talking about it for a while. You know, I have a feeling that. We still haven't seen the worst of it, and I'm hoping I'm wrong. You know, I really hope I'm wrong. Um, either way, I'm I'm assuming we're more prepared and we're taking the all threats more seriously at this point. Um, and I just I just I, I pray for you, your your squad, your team. Um, and is there anything we can do? Just let us know. Uh, let's jump into it. Rizy is my youngin over there. She already sleep. Yeah, she's sleep, but um, you know, I I really don't have a joke this week, but I mean, I just had to get it off of my chest um because you know, we we talking about family and everything like that and and you know, we kind of found out that I I think my dad's addicted to Viagra. Um and so nobody's taking it harder than my mom. Oh. Jesus. Damn it. <laughs> Oh man! Wow. You know what though? You know what though? I think I think I think somebody listening to this just bust out laughing. Like I really do. I don't know who, but I think I think you got at least one laugh out loud right there, Ross. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. That's all that somebody, counts, man. Somebody spit out their coffee or something yeah. right there. Yes. Right, right. <laughs> um, 
What you working on your setup, bro? I saw the transition. You know, you try to just you you were trying to Dave Chappelle it. You were trying to just kind of ease it in and you know, not make yeah. it a joke, just you know, a punchline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, say, I kicked it in the <laughs> <laughs> That was so funny. Man, that was so funny. <laughs> That might need to be the title of the show. <laughs> oh my god, bro! Like I can't even believe you went there. Oh man, but uh, it's been a crazy week already. I am ready for the weekend, but I'm gonna make my question. And we, I think we kind of hit on this before, but I saw a post today. Well, this week, and I'm gonna read the post and then go into my question. So it says a generation, a generation of people who raise boys incorrectly got you believing that raising boys is easier than raising girls. Let that sink in for a moment. Of course, it would be easier. Your daughter had to wait until she was 17 to date. Your son had a girl, little girlfriend in grade school. You built, you built chastity, discernment and self-respect into your daughter. You threw a jersey on your boy and taught him how to dribble or throw a ball. Boys aren't easier. You just invest less in their personal growth and maturity. So we've talked about how we plan on and, you know, Byron, how you would, uh, if you had a son, you would try to instill the same principles and stuff like that. But how do you feel about that, that take? Do you think we, we invest less in raising our boys than we do our girls? Um, when it, I guess when it comes to emotional, uh, stability and things like that, or the the protection of our our boys. You know, just just being. I remember, you know, kind of growing up, having a successful boy is if he ain't in jail, he ain't got nobody pregnant, and he ain't gay. You've done your job. I mean, I feel like that was kind of the thing. Like those are the things that people were watching out for when it came to boys. Very, very vague. It was avoidance of things and less teaching of things. So what are your thoughts, fellas? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, that statement you read, um, it reminds me, I forgot the exact question, but it was the episode that Sherman was on and we talked about it a little bit. But I, I do think we are slowly or at least uh, there's a portion of us that are trying to change that or even be aware of that. But I think even the people that are aware of it, it's still hard for them to break that habit. Like if you, you know, in order to invest in, and I, I need to make it known, I don't have a son, but I'm just speaking from what I think it would be like. It just seems like if you choose to invest in your son's feelings and, and more into that, then that's like, oh man, you're teaching them to be soft. That's that, that's that gay shit right there. You know what I mean? So I do think that is still a difficult habit for some people to um, break. Man, we even have a we have a mutual friend on. I don't even know if y'all paid attention to the message on group me that said something. And I was like, damn, man, you're not progressive. And he was like, look, I'm still evolving. But yeah, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. even though we are more aware, I still think in the end, when it comes down to it, like I think we are accepting if. Dwayne Wade's son wants to be recognized as a girl. Daughter. But, yeah. Well, that's kind of what I said. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a sign, but we can debate that. But I think when it comes to our son, 
then there's a lot more pushback to that. If it's your son personally, there's a lot more pushback. Wait, wait, no, you're not a girl. You know what I mean? So um, to answer your question, I think we are more open to it, but we still got a long ways to go. And I I think we're still raising them just how our parents and, and the generation before them did it when it comes to girls and when it comes to boys. Razi, what you got for us? Uh, I I don't know if it's we invest less in them. I think we invest differently in them. Um, like you said, you teach them to dribble a ball. You teach them, you spend their time. You teach them how to so-called be a man, um, which that may be easier to be a man than it is for a young lady to become a lady. Uh, and I think that's, so it may take more time. It may take more effort. Uh, but that's mainly because we're teaching the girls to be so refined and we're letting the boys run wild. So it, it's, it, it takes more effort to, for that girl, but I don't know if it's as, as investing less in them. I agree 100% with you, Byron, that we're still progressing on the teaching boys emotional intelligence, on teaching them how to, you know, explain their emotions and and get it out and and you know be be willing to cry in front of somebody or something like that. We are still evolving on that, and and you know, I even find myself uh, with Oliver sometimes just like man up you know i want to just be like man up but then i have to like take a step back and be like no he's six like <laughs> like <laughs> you know he's six and he lost his mom let the boy cry like let let him let him get it out um not even if it's not about that like sometimes he just gets clingy and you just gotta let him be clingy um and so you know i'm i'm trying to kind of work my way through that and and try to be progressive but it's hard it is it's really hard not to kind of raise him like we were raised and and show him how to become the man that i am um where you know we keep talking about generational you know i i want him to be better than me so i i'm probably out of us three, the most progressive. Uh, and then when you look at that, I want Oliver to be even more progressive than me. I want him to be more emotionally intelligent. I want him to be able to um, talk about his emotions and everything, but it, it, it's, it's still a lot of work. I, I'll tell you 100%. It's a lot of work to put in the boys, even if you're raising them like the traditional male, because they're different. They want different things. They act differently. And so to try to raise them equally, you have to you have to give difference of um, like attention to them. Like some things I can tell Sophie one time and I don't have to mess with it and say it ever again with her. Whereas Oliver, I got to beat it into his head and say it over and over and over again. So, yeah, you you make up for the time that you have to spend for the weaknesses. So it it really I don't think it's a boy girl thing. I really think it's just each individual child. Um, and you fill it in the gaps of where you need them to be. Um, and just society has told us that we don't have to get our boys to the level that we have to get our girls to, unfortunately. So, but I, I don't want to put it on the parents like they're investing less in it. I want to say this too, Fer. I didn't know that was a thing. Well, I did agree with the quote, but I, I didn't know that was a thing that people said that it's easier to raise. a. I always heard that. It's more expensive to raise a girl versus a boy, but I didn't know uh, it was easier to raise a boy versus a girl. 
Because they say you really don't have to deal with girls until they become like teenagers or young adults. Uh, like when when they get to that dating age and stuff like that, like Sky is, you know, you know, people joke with us all the time. Like y'all have it. Y'all have it so easy with Sky. She's, you know, Sky, it, Sky got potty trained in a weekend. You know, it's and like Rizzy said, you know, stuff he has to tell Ollie a thousand times. He can tell Sophie one, she's probably more emotionally mature, emotionally mature, emotionally aware. She's uh inclined to be more helpful, doesn't want to be more of a burden. Like, you know, I don't know that's taught, bred, I don't know what it is, but y'all you guys said some things and I have some follow-up questions before I really speak on it. So I'm going to start with you, Buff, uh, because mm-hmm. you you have a daughter um, and we talked about the lessons. What are the the most important or the most important lesson that you feel like you have to teach your daughter? And then I guess, how would that apply to a son? And so same question to you, Razzle, once you finish. I think think, uh, my lesson probably would be the same if I had a son. And that is, nobody gives a And that's a lesson that I do my best to try to teach her. No one cares. Nobody cares that you don't know how to do this or do that, or you can't do this and do that. And I'm not talking about like family and stuff. I'm just saying like when you get out there in the real world and things, you really need to be prepared. And I just want her to know that, you know, my my daughter, I think she's slowly growing out of it, but she just has this, she had this outlook on the world that everyone is nice and everything, everybody has great intentions and things like that. No, people will lie. People will try to get over. People will take advantage of you. People will not give a f- And that is the lesson that I try to teach her. Now, how I try to teach her is just that, you know, you need to make sure you're doing the very best that you can in school because the older you get in your grades, like right now, you know, in her younger grades, she would have teachers that if she did bad on the test, they would let her redo it because, you know, a lot of the class got it wrong or whatever. Or because she's such a quiet and sweet girl, you know, uh, I'll give her another chance. But as you get older, (laughs) you should have been paying attention in class. Sorry. So I just want her to know that the world can can be cruel. I mean, it's I don't want to paint a complete bad picture of it, but I definitely want her to be prepared for it and not caught off guard. And that deals with some of the race conversations we talk we, we talk about some of the sexism conversations that we will have going forward. And I just want her to be prepared as possible. And I just feel like if I had a son, I would, I would be the same way. That's like the most important thing, like be able to take care of yourself and do as much as possible for yourself. Everybody needs help in some areas, but for the most part, be able to do it on your own because you can't expect people to care enough to want to help you just because. I really like that answer. Rise before you go, like I said, because you guys were talking and it just meant my mind started just spinning uh, with questions. I have another, because I, I don't want to ask you the same question because we'd be here all, all day, but I can just leave this topic be and go on and answer, my, answer it myself. Or do you guys want to kind of keep going? No, it's fine. I, I, I want to answer that, that, you know, what I want to teach the kids. Okay. Um, so, I want to teach them if you want it, you got to take it. If you want it, 
you got to make it happen. Nobody's going to give it to you. You 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 can use your network all you want, but if you don't initiate your network, if you don't reach out to people, if you don't talk, if you don't make it happen, it's not going to happen. It's not going to just fall in your lap. Um, that's the biggest one. You know, I'm dealing with a 19 year old with Haley right now and just getting her to be like, you know, hey, you need, you're about to finish your sophomore year. You need to be looking at internships. And I'm like, you got to do that. And then she's like, oh, well, can you call this person or whatever? I'm like, you know them. It, it's not like it's a cold call and you need a warm handoff. You contact them. It's like, you got to do it. You got to reach out. You got to shoot that email. You got to make that call. Um, and with Sophie and Ollie, it's the same thing. So Sophie's like, can you tell my teacher or can you I'm like, why don't you tell her? <laughs> You you see us five times a day. Why don't you tell her? Well, I got to email her or I got to come up there and tell her. Like, you tell her. So, you know, stuff like that. It's just getting them to be like, you want it, take it. And and it's it's starting to get through, especially like Oliver. Um, You know, they, he has this like Christmas money, his birthday money or whatever. He came in here and he was like, hey, I want some of these Robux. And I was like, nah, play, I ain't buying no Robux. He, he was like, came in with his $5. like, Dropped it on the table. It's like, boom, I need some uh, Robux. He's like, here go the $5. Go ahead and put, run me my money on my Nibble. Roblox. <laughs> also, hot take, internships are racist. Keep going. They are. They are. <laughs> Especially unpaid. Yeah. Unpaid internships yes, are racist. Yes, exactly. Yeah, those. And it, my bad. I'm, I'm going to try to make these quick because here's a second, the follow-up. Rosie, I kind of got it from what you were saying. Does it just take less to be a man or are our expectations just lower for our boys to become men? Because you kind of said that, you know, it's not that we're investing less. It's like it's almost like we get them to a certain point and we're good. But there's so many things that we feel like we have to teach and watch out for for our girls. So. I, I do. I do think that it's uh, the expectation is less to be a man. I think it, it, it's a lot of weight with what the expectation is. But when you talk about the checklist, it's a shorter checklist. So you can mold them into men with that shorter checklist. Hey, you know, protect womanhood. Hey, provide. You got to go to work. That's about it. Um, You know, we never said you got to be faithful to your lady. Never said you got to, you know, be emotionally there for your lady. You just got to protect her, make sure she don't get beat up and pay some bills. And you good as a guy. Like that's what society has basically told us. What about you, Buff? Uh, I'm going to agree. Like definitely. So when you, when you peel back the layers on how we should be raising boys to become men, then I think it's just, I think it's just as difficult to raise them. But the way Razio is talking and how men have been raised in the past. Yeah. It's easier. Like you say, be tough. Pretty much what we tell boys is be tough. Don't be crying about little shit. And, and, and like he said, you know, protect your family. That's it. Just be tough. Man, like you, 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 you get a sad moment, man, you need to man up. Why I hear them crash? You know what I mean? So, yeah. Well, I'm going to try to answer because I have another question, but I'm going to answer that question and spin off of that. And it was, I think part of it was, was the problem is, is a lot of times because it wasn't shown to us, we're uncomfortable or unknowledgeable of how to show our boys anything different. Like, 
the the sensitive father, the sensitive person I want my son to be, or emotional uh, maturity I want my son to have. I didn't grow up around that. I didn't grow up around being open or having the ability to cry and stuff like that. So I think I forgot. I think what you were saying that Byron, like, yeah, we want to teach them, but it's, a lot of times it's just it's not. It's just not. Oh, that was she was. It's not built into us. Like it, it, it's abnormal for us to say because it goes against everything we've been taught for the most part. It's you know, you want to tell him a man up. My son is a year and a half. Like I have to be cautious of telling him to, you know, tighten up and stuff like that because he'll, you know, he'll he'll go do wrong things. First of all, he's a kid, a baby. You know, it's not even that he's a boy. He's just a baby. He's like he is still still learning right from wrong. And but I'm still my expectations and things I have to I'm going to train him and teach him and help him build because the way I've disciplined my daughter, and I'm just being transparent, the way I had to discipline my daughter and the way I discipline my son is completely different. Am I proud of it? No, because I want to show that equality, but just, and it might be what you were saying earlier, Rosie, because of the individual child, not necessarily because he's a boy, the individual child responds differently. Like my daughter you know, if you if you show the least bit of disappointment in her, it spoils her day. My son could give two. F- you know, and Sky was like that when she was little, like um, TJ, he'll cry for a sec. Everybody's good. He's back at it. You know, Sky's going to want to go to a room. She's going to pout. She's going she needs to know that you're OK with whatever happened between you guys. And I, I struggle with that because I grew up for the most part in a house full of boys. And we didn't we didn't we didn't grow up around a lot. We grew up around a lot of love, but we didn't grow up around that affection and stuff like that. Uh, my stepdad, who helped raise me, he often tells stories of how people thought he was so tough on me because it's like I'm preparing Tavares, this young man for the future. And I think he and I will say, I think they both instilled a lot in me. Uh, but like you said, it was different things. It was to be tough, to go after what you want, to be the best and stuff like that. But a lot of times we're scared to teach our girls the same things we teach our boys. Cause we talked about that. Like yeah. we'll teach yeah. our boys to be more sensitive, but we don't want to teach our girls to be more uh, stern. We want to mm-hmm. teach them those things. Like, because you know, everything we said, we want our, our, yeah, our boys need to be a little more emotional. We don't want our girls to be as strict and stern and stuff like that. So I agree with most, uh, pretty much everything you guys said. I think it was a a really good question and it really made me think more and more. I didn't think I was going to go that deep, but when you guys started talking, it had my wheel spinning. So who's up next? Cool. Buff, you didn't get one last week. So you want, you want to go next? Yeah, I can take this one. Uh, so I'm going to steer the show back to uh, uh, a question that's based off a TV show. Uh, Tab and I just finished watching uh Bridgerton, Bridgerton. I think that's how you say that shit. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Amanda Seals actually made a comment that I didn't um, really give that much thought to until she said it. But she says she likes the show, but you know she criticized the uh, the interracial love on it and how we need more positive black love on television. And I think Ferg, you've alluded to that. Well, basically, you said, why do black women in movies have to always deal with struggle love and things like that? So 
I guess I wanted to ask you guys, do you agree with Amanda Sills that there's not enough black love in movie and, and on television? And my second part is, what is what are the three best black love couples that you have seen on television and or movie? Randall and Beth. Oh yeah, that's de- that's, that's definitely number one. That's number one. Yeah. Randall and Beth. Randall and Beth. Randall and Beth. <laughs> Randall and Beth. <laughs> exactly. Um, and you know what? It's not even. That's not even like a fairy tale love because they argue, they disagree. They, that that to me, that is the best representation of love, marriage, support. You know. And I, I guess I love it because so many I've been compared to Randall so many damn times that it, it makes my head hurt. But to have that 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 strength that Beth has, like she is, she is that she is what I feel like black women strive to be with that strength. When we say you know they need to be more docile, like she is strong. There's nothing negative you can say about her strength, but yet and still she knows how to balance it with. Humility, support, submission, but it doesn't change. You don't lose any respect for her. She she has that strength and she chooses like you can see in her face like, you know what? I'm gonna let you make it like I'm going to back (laughs) off of this because it's not like I know what you need more than you need it. Then, you know, and me going here is not going to help us. She lets him have it every once in a while because and I respect that because it shows that like she's just not this docile and she could. Beth, Beth and Randall. Um, I guess I got to go with the Cosby show. That was what made me want to. That's what made me like love and respect black love. I think that was the first show. It was the, you know, and that was fairy tale. you know, five kids, brownstone in New York, all this stuff. But that's why I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to marry a lawyer. I like I wanted that Cosby show life. I wanted to be able to provide for my family and have those type things, have random jazz stars pop up for dinner and, you know, all that stuff. And three, let me get some young love in there. Do I need to go Dwayne and Whitley? It's uh, it's definitely one. It's my honorable mention, but yeah, because I was I know you probably go Martin and Gina. But I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't have a strong number three. Maybe you guys can allude to it. But I think we definitely need to see more because I I don't think people realize. That there are good couples out there, there are strong couples and people that might not they might not have come from the greatest backgrounds and stuff like that, but they found a way to make it work together and work for them. And can be inspiration to other couples like we don't all have to struggle. We don't all have to, you know, be, you know, that dude or uh, that chick or, you know, I don't see enough of it. Um, Once again, I was after Bill and Claire. I was scared to get married for a while because it wasn't present enough. I didn't see it. You know, around me that inspired me to do more and pursue black love like that. So, Rizzy, what you got? Um, of course, Randall and Beth. That, that that's my number one. Did um, we mention Randall and Beth yet? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go left field on one of them. Is um, Rock, Marcus and Angela from uh, Why Did I Get Married? And, and and not not that part of it. So 
Um, was it Why Did I Get Married? Was that it? You talking about um, I thought I thought you were talking about boomerang. boomerang. No, 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 no. Um, like the the loud shit. Um, the Tyler Perry movie. Uh, yeah, her, right, oh. is that why, why did I get married? About because you know or I don't know. It? I don't know what her name was in that. But Marcus and Angela is from uh, Boomerang. Okay, no, no, they Marcus and Angela is from they're, they're that couple too, and they had a show um, called um, For Better or Worse. And so it was a Tyler Perry show. So I, for you probably don't know it, <laughs> but truthfully, it was kind of over the top because it's a Tyler Perry show. Right. But at the same time, it was a really good depiction of folks after the struggle love when you got it, you starting to get it right. And <laughs> But that's what my problem is. Like it shows, like you got to go through all this, girl. You got to turn him around to get that man you want. And I feel like you don't have to. You might just maybe he wasn't the one for you. Maybe he wasn't the one for Again, you. Again, it's what? TV. We're it. talking about dramas he, he, here. He, he it's hard. He go always left field. He said he would go left field. So uh, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I, I really don't. I, I mean recently or currently i don't watch enough tv to know uh and, and and it's funny because i'm the one that's always talking about tv shows and stuff like that and it's like i don't see it and and, and to to the point of there's probably not enough out there that's just like oh my god this is a awesome yeah. show i want to watch it and it's black love and no it. no what you're not, not about struggle to, love what you're not about to do is put marcus and angela on there and not throw at least throw a uh cosby show or something on there like that's just well i wanted i wanted to stay current so uh, of, of course yes but but uh, the, yeah, the point uh, is like i have to go that far back to see something else and i don't have yeah. an, i don't have a strong number three yeah what about uh maxine and kyle did they ever get together f- for long I but that was struggle that was just their dynamics of the relationship. They never really struggled like in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like that was just how the, the, their, the dynamics of their flirting or interaction of, of, of friendship. Like the struggle was like, I feel like Marcus was cheating on her or she was belittling this dude, like emasculating him as a, as a wife. But yeah, Boo to she, your she cheated on him, and yeah, she cheated on him at some point. So, so right, she was like, she's like, you didn't get it from uh, her, you got it from my uh, my dude, and she was like, boom, like. So, Rosie got. Why did I get married? And, and, and what else you got? <laughs> Randall and Beth. Randall and yeah, Beth. Randall, that's Randall. all I really got, though. Yeah. That, uh, truthfully, I mean, that's not struggle love, but it, that's the thing. Like I said, it's struggle it's, love. Oh, they're they're struggle love, no, not not on their series, not on their show. They're not struggle love. So you know, there's oh. that. Oh, everybody hates um, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Julius and um and I Chris think that's, Mama. Oh, that's no. that. That's that blue collar. <laughs> you know, that's that. To me, that's that every day. We can make this happen together. Yeah. Relationship. When you, when you can say, "I don't need this," my man got two jobs. That that, that's, that's, that is a man that's providing. That that <laughs> that, and also it's the you know, like you don't have to go get this doctor. Like Randall is Randall's that dude. You know, like he he's almost like a black elite. You know, the Cosby Show. Like you're talking about this doctor, this uh, you know, and lawyer couple. But this dude worked. He was a garbage man. He delivered papers. He did all these things. 
Um, he worked multiple jobs just to provide for his family. His wife worked on and off. They raised these kids. Like she was, to me, that's more oh. of an everyday. I, I, talking, going back to the elite part of it, um, Rainbow and Dre from Blackish. Okay. Yeah, see, okay. y'all talking too much now because that was my number two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So that, okay. that's going to be my third. Rainbow that's and Dre third. is my, that's third. my third. Yeah. yeah. All right, so yeah. then we basically almost got the same list because I definitely got Randall and Beth. Oh, and first off, yes, we do need more. black. The fact that we have to think so hard on it because we there have been black sitcoms like D.L. Hughley had one. Um, Damon Wayans had one. LL had one. But I, yeah. But I don't like those shows were not cl- classic enough for me to like, I can even name the female character's name on those shows, but I'm going to go with Randall and Beth, Andre and R- Rainbow. And I'm going to go with uh Cliff and Claire. And, you know, I go hard in the paint on um, Bill Cosby, the real, you know, Bill Cosby and what he did, but his character on uh, the Cosby Show is 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 pretty much the first family of, of of black couples and black love. So you can't deny them. The honorable mentions I would go with are like I would do Whitney and Wayne, but the majority of that series was spent with them dating. Yeah, dating or trying to get back to get trying to get together and breaking up and all that stuff. By the time they, they got they, married, they were struggle love. Yeah, by the time they got <laughs> married, what it lasted like one season after that. What yeah, else? Yeah. And um, with Martin and Gina, you know, I like Martin and Gina. I hate the colorism of the show. Now, I'm not going back and, like, re-criticize. I love Martin. If it's on, I'm going to watch it every time. But I can't deny the colorism on it because only in a sitcom where they just want the light-skinned woman to look better can we even fake believe, like, Gina was better looking than Pam. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's that's ridiculous. That's That's crazy. So... It had a little bit of colorism in it. And then Prince Hakeem on uh, Coming to America and Old Girl. Like, she left the Soul Glow, soul glow dude, you know what I'm saying? He had his own business or whatever. And she went with the janitor. She thought he was a janitor and she was ready to love that man. And come to find out, the boy got his own money. So, <laughs> and apparently he got a baby in New York. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, 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 that's Simi, baby. We, we don't I'm know. telling you, that's Simi, baby. <laughs> we don't know that Sim, yet. Simi yeah, yeah, yeah. done told somebody that he was the king. <laughs> and so that's why they like, he's a prince and his daddy was a king or whatever. I'm telling you, that's what it is. That's Simi, baby. Yeah. So that's, that's a good that. one. I would have never thought of that. <laughs> that's what but I think. Yeah. To me, they were dating, you know, like. But I guess that is that's kind of the rom com thing we were talking about because usually it talks the ro- the romantic comedies it goes to the dating phase so maybe I don't give enough credit to the dating phase and that's the reason I was um I was talking about that like even with not Martin uh, Dwayne and Whitley I wouldn't even call that struggle I just felt like that was the dating phase like they never like disrespected each other never had it was just trying to find a way to date. Yeah, and you I know I call that girl Whitney. It is Whitley, and I think you Whitley. said Cliff and Claire were in New York. I think they were in Philly. No, no, they were in New York. They were, yeah, they were in New York. They had a yeah, because song. he went to he went to New, he went to uh, NYU. Okay, all right. But hey, our listeners correct us. Correct us if I'm wrong, but uh, we'll find that out. Rizzy, what you got for us? Come on, let's finish strong. Let's finish strong, man. Let, uh, so we we on this relationship thing and talking about all of that. I've got a question for you. Going back to dating, or when you're out with your lady or whatever, does phone down 
on the table mm-hmm. mean that you're trying to hide something? Or does it mean that you're trying to give that un- your undivided attention to the young lady that you're there with? Man, leave it to social media to make something what I thought was nothing. I mean, I put my phone down however it gets put down. It gets put exactly. down face up. It gets put down face down. It stays in my pocket. It's on the table away from the, the glass of water. Like, however I put it down is how I put it down. Like, I I don't I don't know why if if you got side holes, like, why are they just calling randomly if you got a main lady? Like, you should, you should be able to keep your phone face up. So I didn't know this was a thing until social media, but it's one of those things to where I can't answer for you because I don't know why. If that's the case, then turn the motherfucker off. You know what I mean? Like if you were if you worry about somebody calling you that bad while you're on a date with your woman, turn it off. Like I don't I don't understand but, it. It makes no sense know, to me. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, but I don't even think it's that he's worried. I think it's she's worried or the other person's worried. Watch you why you got your phone down? Because I put it down. Like you wanna hold it? No, why is it face down? Like, oh I didn't even think about it that way. Like I don't Oh, my phone is face down in my my office right now on my desk. I don't think about that type stuff. You know, Um, one, I've been out the game for 12 years, so it really don't matter. But what I'm saying is. Like you said, people can read too much into it. Now, there are people that. They're going to do those things. There's reasons to believe that they're cheating or their phone is face down because they don't want you seeing. But. Man. If that's the if that's the case, you got bigger problems. The real players I know got two phones anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> they main phone can stay face up. They they let their girl play Candy Crush on it, bro. <laughs> Ain't no words. I'm for real. <laughs> so, you got you got the password to that yeah. one. <laughs> Step your game up, fellas. <laughs> so, but for me, I. I was on that whole undivided attention thing, but I'm, I'm that weird dude that is, it's like for, you were talking about when you were dating, you, you were really strict on what the role or the name of the relationship was. So you had the out. That's how I was. I like, everybody knew their role. Like you knew if we were like seriously dating, if we were, like regular dating. So yes, some other folks might be texting me because my thing is if we're dating and we're not exclusive and somebody mm-hmm. else texts me, that ain't none of your business. I, I'll tell you, oh, this is other chick check, texting me. It, it is what it is. You will know that we're exclusive when I know. When I'm like, I wake up and I'm not getting any more texts from any other girls. When, um, you know, you basically won the race, baby, because it is a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> to, to make yeah. it to where okay you you ran that race and you beat them all out but until you beat them all out there's other there's going to be other people texting me Did so you, <laughs> ladies understand where y'all are in the relationship and people it's just not a lady thing i was about to say <laughs> a lot of these ladies are very progressive and they got they, niggas out here they, like, they got a story oh, line. Yeah, that's they true got too. Line they got too. Got <laughs> you thought you were the only one like i think the first person i saw Post like keep dating was a a, a woman like explore your options until I until yeah, I, I the same thing until I made I that decision. That, yeah. You know, if I meet you today, and all of a sudden I met you today, 
I'm 40 years old and all of a sudden I'm supposed to kick every chick out and I'm, I'm messing with aside because I met you today. No, let's see what this goes because I can meet you today, hate you tomorrow. And I don't, I don't lost my stable. Mm-hmm. So, um, women are way more progressive, but I think you have to know what you want. Um, and have those conversations up front and then also check sometimes check why do you want what you want? <laughs> like we met today and all of a sudden you think we should be exclusive. Why? Because somebody told yeah. you we should be exclusive. We on nah, our first date. Nah, our first nah, date. Nah, and I can't I can't have nobody else text me. Now, fellas, yeah. if you want to know where you stand with with uh, a chick that you dating, call her phone while y'all out together and see what you saved as. Because women <laughs> women have some funny <laughs> names, saved. we got mutual uh female friends and, and we see their phones like they have somebody say this, don't answer. His worse ass. <laughs> Shrimp dick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, he ladies, y'all. Big money, you know what I'm saying? So, oh, call this her him. phone to see what you saved as. <laughs> what if you have? What if you, you have nothing? If you, if if you, you say it as a uh, the, the splash emoji, then you might be the you're, one, you're, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Big pokey. <laughs> well, what if you're just buying? Oh, oh, the worst you ain't even saved. Like your oh. number ain't saved yet. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my bad! That's I got it right there. Hey, I got hey, I got a new phone. Whole boyfriend and nobody hey, saved on the phone. I'm like, hold on, hey, the lady, the ladies want us to shut the hell up right now. <laughs> oh, bro, this is how old I am. So I, I wasn't big on the names. I just had ringtones. Like I had you, I had you categorized. So if I hear it, I already was like, oh, you're you're in this group. <laughs> you're in this group. Like I don't even have to answer that. You know, it's it's before ten o'clock. Why are you calling me anyway? <laughs> like, why should, why am I hearing this with this ringtone at eight thirty? Makes no yeah, sense. Yeah. You're out of line, lady. <laughs> that was way, 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 way back when. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But no, man. I think we sometimes we there's too many dating rules now. I think that's that's the main thing. There's dating rules and things that aren't even like you might even know that it's a thing. The closest thing I can uh, compare it to is I keep seeing these ladies talking about the the what you're doing text. I'm like, I didn't know that was a how, bad thing. Yeah, like how else should I start <laughs> well, a random text conversation so other than, I think hey, are you available? Greetings, beautiful queen. Greetings, greetings beautiful queen. Um, I just wanted to ponder on what you were doing today and what your plans were today and how you're feeling, what aura you possess. Like, I don't. <laughs> so I think the main complaint is that what that is, they text that and they respond, then they don't hear from them for like five hours, then they just text it again. Like, that's the only thing they're saying. But I think that's the only issue a lot of women uh, have with it. Okay, I didn't know. I thought they were saying that the guys just didn't know how to enter a conversation. But I feel like... I, ladies, let us know, because how do you... Like, if you were texting your girlfriend, how do you respond to your homegirl? Like, if, you, if y'all sitting... You're sitting at the nail salon or getting your uh-huh. eyelashes done... I tell you, they better be choosing wisely because a, a WYD text could mean a lot. Like he might have, like he may be trying to see if your day is free and he got plans and you mess around and ignore the wrong one. Then you're going to be sitting around wondering why ain't no more good man out there. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're dating so hard. Yeah, Cause, cause they, they out hard. there doing it. Yeah, I saw a post that asked that dating is not hard. I mean, it's not. It's not that hard at all. No, no. Oh, we're gonna get some. Oh, we're gonna get some flack on this because yeah. y'all married. Y'all been out the game too long. Y'all know how it is out here. It's about to come. It's coming, fellas. Prepare. 
Buckle up. It, it, ain't, ain't nothing new in the game, though. Mm-hmm. Well, two, that's the thing. Two hundred dollar dates. That's a thing now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I remember going to get Happy Meals or or you know you supersize your uh, McDonald's bill. That was big. That was big spending right there. <laughs> that's horrible, bro. Shoot. And now you gotta. I think you gotta follow them on so many. Don't you have so many social media outlets you have to follow them on? Like, <laughs> like. Oh. You ain't follow like, me. On, I ain't even own most of them. <laughs> like, you ain't follow me on TikTok. I, I don't. I don't. I don't have a TikTok account. So, <laughs> all right, fellas, we're gonna get in trouble on this one. Pardon shots. What you got for us? Only thing I got, man. Uh, one more thing. Our announcement um, on anime: Seven Deadly Sins. The new season drops tomorrow. For so, uh, hurry up and catch up. You got twenty four hours. Uh, <laughs> bro, I'm still. I'm still confused, bro. <laughs> I so, think I'm a, uh, I, I hate to say it, but season three sucks. So you got to get through that one. Oh, I don't even know what season I'm in. Um, yeah, it's a slog. It's a slog. Um, that's all I got, man. Um, so I got two things. One real quick. Um, in a moment of honesty, I'm about to be very, very honest. As we record this show on Tuesday, uh, I'm not telling anything that's that hasn't been reported. But, you know, the group that came up there this past Wednesday, there are threats that they're coming up to do things like surround the Capitol, the White House and the Supreme Court. They are talking about coming armed. It's all kind of crazy things out there. Um, You know, shoot certain members, shoot police if you have to, all that kind of stuff. So I would be lying if I told you that none of it concerns me. Some of it is very concerning. So. You know, to those that genuinely pray for people, not the people that just say, I'm going to pray for you, and they, they never do. But people that genuinely pray for people, I'm asking for you to pray for not just me, not just my coworkers, but everybody that's involved uh, in that city, in that town, that are in high positions, that have important jobs, uh, like at the Supreme Court, like at the White House. Like, there are a lot of career people at the White House that don't support this president or even the last president, they just are a White House staffer. You know what I'm saying? And like, just like at the Capitol, they're like Capitol people that, you know, they don't lean one way or the other on politics, but they got caught up in the madness this past Wednesday. They're getting caught up on what may be coming up next week. So I'm just asking for your prayers for people like uh, those and myself and my coworkers and uh, just, you know, Pray that they we're kept safe and hopefully the majority of it is just talk. So that I got that. And the last thing, are you, are, do you feel like worst case scenario, we will be more well prepared this time? So just like last time, I wasn't in the planning phase. I'm not in the planning phase on this one. I have read that the perimeter is going to be out further. We're going to have a lot more. Well, National Guard is already there. And more National Guard troops are coming in addition to uh, multiple agencies from all over. So uh, I I guess I can answer that. Yeah, we will be more prepared because a lot of that was missing. So, yeah. All of that. All of of that, sir. All of that was missing. And um, (laughs) also, on a lighter note, uh, Your Honor, that's a great show on Showtime. You should check it out. I think it's uh, six episodes now so far. Uh, within the season, but it stars the guy that played um, the lead on uh, Breaking Bad. Uh, you got your man Clay Davis, who has a, a big role in it as well. But uh, it's a good show. It's about a judge whose son does something, and 
he has to make a decision. I know that's vague, but I don't want to give too much away. But it's a good show. You should check it out. It's six episodes in. Uh, Your Honor on Showtime. Give it, a, give it a watch. I will check it out. You haven't led me astray yet. So I'm going to take a moment. At, I, you can't I'm, say that about Lupin, man. You don't take my recommendations. You know what, first. Rizzy, you, you no watched, what? what was it? I'm a slug and no, a killer. A, a that, that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lupin does look good. I like yeah, I, I did see it. I did. I, mm-hmm. It's actually my cue, so. Yeah. But... <laughs> So this is this is what I will say today. So today, uh, Z and I received a, a a letter or a card from one of our close friends, my line brother and his wife and family. Uh, shout out to the Littles, and it was just something different that I haven't seen before. So I'm pretty sure you guys always see or have heard of people doing, you know, always talk about write your goals down or you know do vision boards and stuff like that to plan for the future and try to inspire yourself. What they did was actually inspiring to me. They actually did a year in review. So they kind of, you know, sent this out, I'm I'm assuming to other loved ones and kind of just said, hey, 2020 was crazy. We're praying for you. We've been through a lot with some of you guys, you know, a lot of you guys, you know, hopefully 2021 is better. But they kind of just said the family and I are doing well. And here's an update on everything. And it made me think like it's almost like you they, they took a moment to reflect on everything that happened in their household you know and it was just so dope concept because we always we're always planning and setting goals but do we take a time to recap and share that with others and even if you're not sharing your goals it was just like it was you know from uh, my line brother's business to promotions uh makia received and it was called it was called their last name. His last name is Little. So our little year in review. So I thought that was cool, too. But it was just very eye opening. It's like, you know what? I don't spend enough time just kind of recapping and doing an AAR, Rizzy, of the year and sharing that with people. So Z has already made it up in her mind that we're going to do it. I hope she's thinking we're about to do it. We're going to do it for next year because I don't want to do it now. I'm lazy. But I thought that was cool and something to share. And I, I wanted to give them a shout out for that. So if anybody wants to try to do something different to kick off 2021 or to kind of write down for the next year is look at doing a year in review. Recap 2020 or keep your notes, stencil everything down and recap 2021. You know, uh, you can't get better at things you don't uh, keep record of. So I think that's all I got. Anything else, fellas? All righty. Three brothers, no sense. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, pause. By the time you hear this, we will be a few days out from the inauguration. Uh, We will have a new the president elect Biden and vice president elect Kamala will be in Kamala Harris will be getting ready to take office. I just urge everybody to pray for their safety. Like Byron said, uh, there's a lot of reports out there of, you know, of dangers. So hopefully our our leaders are protected. And this time, by the time you hear this country still be in good state. Three brothers, no sense. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment. And most importantly, listen again. Talk to you next week.